Hi, I'm Lisa Moore, one of the pastors here at GT Church in Victoria, BC. Welcome to our podcast. All of the content you'll find here is meant to point you to Jesus and to encourage you in your journey wherever you're at. Enjoy the message. Hello, everybody. Welcome to week three in our Healthy series, where we have been going through the concepts in this book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Um, Andy opened the first two weeks and, and set the stage for the idea of spiritual and emotional health being linked together. And we're going to continue this week and have sort of a conversation-style message for you, so something a bit different. Mm-hmm. But we're excited to dive into um, a topic that I think is, is going to be really challenging for us. It has been really good for us to be dialoguing about this in our own lives, in our family, and it's about rhythms and specifically about the rhythm of Sabbath and about rest and what that looks like in our culture, in our lives. Mm. And so we're going to have a conversation. There's going to be a lot of stuff we're going to unpack and hopefully some of it you can dive into a little bit more on your own. But, you know, the author of this book really starts with the idea that that our culture, pre-COVID culture, is like a blizzard. It's, yeah. it's crazy, it's frantic, it's full, our minds are full, our schedules are full, our lives are full, and we feel like we need to be full. Mm-hmm. We feel guilty if we're not busy. Right. You talked about the difference between doing and not being, and yeah. we just do, we fill our schedule with doing. Right. And so he used this idea of, of a blizzard, that we kind of live in this, in this crazy blizzard and we have no way to find our way back home. Mm. We have no, nothing that anchors us, nothing that holds us. And you add something like a pandemic into the blizzard that already is life and we're completely disoriented. Mm. And so that's why we really felt like this time right now is specifically really important to be talking about these concepts, right? Because people have lost their way. And and now more than ever, we need to be centered. We need to know what health looks like. And I think this is a really key part of health that our culture certainly doesn't know anything about. And even as Christians, we haven't really tapped into Mm. very much. And so so it's about rhythm. It's about um, COVID has forced us to stop. You talked about this jarring sort of whiplash. whiplash. Yeah, yeah right. mm-hmm. It forced us to just stop in a really jolting, jarring kind of way. And all of a sudden we have this space in our lives that we don't know what to do with because we don't have a natural rhythm for space right. or for rest. Yeah. And so this opens up this concept of Sabbath. And, mm. and let's talk about what... What is Sabbath? Okay. What's the definition of it? Yeah. Well, Sabbath, this Hebrew word means to cease or to stop working, right? And so it's, mm. it's based in the idea that um, one day out of seven should be set aside, a 24-hour period right. to rest, to actually cease from work, doing nothing, you know, that is connected to our work. and. Right. Um, it's both a command. We see it in Exodus 20 as a command in the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. But then we also see it um, as an invitation. You yeah, know, I love that. All through the scripture, it's an invitation to come and to rest, to trust God, to, to relax into his presence. And, and so Sabbath mm-hmm. is this concept of pausing, mm-hmm. ceasing in order to find rest in God's presence. So good. So if we go back to the blizzard analogy, um, Peter Scazzaro talks about 
Sabbath being this rope that, mm. you know, in, in the old prairie days, actually we watched Little House on the Prairie and they had an episode where they had this rope tied from their barn to the house. So right. if there was a huge blizzard, you could always find your way home mm. by going along the rope. Mm-hmm. And there'd always be sort of an anchor for you to find your way back home. Yeah. And so the idea is that the principle of this rhythm and this natural rest and Sabbath is, is an anchor for us to mm-hmm. find our way back to the presence mm-hmm. of God, to find our way back to to God himself and to the way he designed us. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think that analogy just holds so true because, um, you know, we can get into spaces where we feel like the best thing for us to do is just keep going. Right. And that's because we really don't know how to rest. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to stop, to cease, and to be okay with that. In fact, that seems more mm-hmm. frantic and more concerning to us than right. just soldiering through and just keep on going. Yeah. But there's a principle of recovery in the presence of God, which is a key to Sabbath, yeah. um, that I don't think we tap into. I don't know if we value it. Um, we've had concerns around it. Yeah. So we get to kind of discuss that today. And hopefully yeah. people will feel inspired mm-hmm. and motivated toward this like fresh practice that's actually ancient, but yes. it can be really fresh for us. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we really feel like this this isn't even really an optional extra. We would certainly as Christians consider this sort of an optional, maybe mm-hmm. really spiritual thing that mm-hmm. some people do or mm-hmm. some extreme people do. Yeah. But the idea that this isn't an optional extra, it's really essential to our discipleship. Yeah, right. And we talked about how our discipleship has really been based on all the things we do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And maybe we've been in danger of that, even as evangelical church, you right. know? Like we, we go to church and we do our devotions yeah. and we, you know, have our prayer times and it's all things we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is more just about being. Right. But it's actually a really important part of our discipleship. It is And it's so not true. doing. It's so true because, you know... Most people who would say, oh, yeah, I really honor the Sabbath. That means I go to church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But that's not the full picture here. Right. And, and so, it. yeah, it mm-hmm. is part of it for sure. And it's a wonderful piece in the story of rest in the presence of God. But it can't be the full picture. And so there has to be a way for us to redeem the concept of Sabbath so that yeah. it can actually do for us what God intended it to do. Yeah, right. So let's talk about that. Let's okay. talk about how this started. Where did we first see it in yeah, the Bible? Right. Well, Sabbath first shows up as a command. That's what I mentioned before mm-hmm. um, in Exodus 20, where um, the Israelites are in the wilderness and they're figuring out life and God is downloading through Moses the plan for their health and well-being. Right. And, um, and, you know, in Exodus 20, they are commanded to have a Sabbath, a day of rest. And that's the ten, one of the Ten Commandments. That's right, one of the Ten Commandments. And really, it comes from having to reprogram, to reassess, and and to actually shift perspective mm-hmm. um, for those who had been in slavery for 400 years. Right. Right? So they functioned as slaves. So every single day, without rest, they continued to work. Yeah, and like, so, to really think about that, actually. Yeah. Like, they didn't have holidays. No. They didn't have days off. Right. They were literally slaves that worked every single day. So for generations and hundreds of years, that's how you're oriented. Yeah. That's your culture. Exactly. And so if you think about that, the only way that you understand life is through activity. Yeah. From task to task. And so for 400 years, that's what was programmed into them. And so when God gives them this principle of Sabbath, 
he's re-identifying them and saying, your slavery is over. Right. And I just love that idea because really when we practice Sabbath, when we begin to learn to understand the rest of God mm -hmm. in the presence of God, mm -hmm. what we're actually doing is we are displaying our freedom, because even mm. in our Western culture, we are slaves to our activity. Yeah, right. And we believe that life exists in our activities. In fact, that's part of the reason why COVID has been so hard for us, mm -hmm. because it's forced us to feel like, well, what do we do right. now? It's all had to stop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so really, if we can see Sabbath not as this like burdensome thing, right. but almost as this invitation to display your freedom in God, so good. that you can trust him and that he has a plan mm -hmm. and that he's going to keep working even when you are not, yes. it would have displayed you know, to all the nations around Israel that there was something different about yeah. them. There's this one right. day that they don't even work. They just rest and trust God. And for us too, as Christians, we get to display that we are free people, yeah. no longer slaves, and so much so that we trust our God in totally. that day of rest. So good, and it's very countercultural. It was for them, yeah. to the nations around them. It's certainly countercultural still for us now. Yeah. I mean, nobody does this really well. The right. Christian church is the only one that, that even has this principle, and even we don't do it very well mm -hmm. in most cases. Mm -hmm. There's a quote in the book I, that I wanted to read. Um, that just says, make no mistake about it. Keeping the command to Sabbath is both radical and extremely difficult in our everyday lives. It cuts to the core of our spirituality, the core of our convictions, the core of our faith, and the core of our lifestyles. So this is radical. This isn't, this isn't an easy thing. This isn't something that's passive. It has to be something intentional. And, and we really believe it, it's important for us because God designed us this way. Mm. In fact, God modeled it. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Right. So so we kind of see where it started and we see really that this is a command, but also an invitation and really mm -hmm. a gift from God. Totally. It's not a, a burden to bear or right. a legalism to follow. And I think for Christians, you know, the first thing that I think many of us think of if we've grown up in church or we have any context of Sabbath is just, oh gosh, like the, the burden of it, the rules, the legalism, I can't yeah. do this. And now what? I can't get my groceries on Sunday. I right. can't, right. you know, drive around. I can't, yeah. we've been to Israel and, and it's, they, they're stuck in this really crazy legalism of the Sabbath where right. even the elevator can't work. So it has to stop on every floor. You can't yeah. push the buttons because that's work. Right. So they've gone so extreme with the legalism that it seems crazy. Right. And so I think our minds kind of go there like, oh, great. This right. whole set of things I can't do now. And mm -hmm. I got to try and figure out how to get done, get that all done the rest of the week. Absolutely. And that feels like a burden. So yeah. I think the, the starting point is really to understand this is not about legalism. This is not about rules. This mm -hmm. is about us being created in the image of God. And, and he was one who rested. And so right. we rest as image bearers of God. Yeah, very good. Yeah. I think that's a great picture. And, you know, even the Apostle Paul talked about it yeah. um, in Romans 14, about not getting stuck on a certain day right. even. The idea that like, oh, it has to be Sunday and right. it has to be from this time to this time. Now, for many people in their rhythm, Sunday works great mm -hmm. because there's worship and yeah. there's study of God's word and there's there's there can be rest. But for others, that's not the case. And in yeah. our culture, different than the culture of the Hebrews, mm -hmm. um, we don't have a cultural day where everything shuts down. Maybe it used to be yeah. like that in Canada. Right. It did more. Yeah, mm -hmm. but it's not that way anymore. And so we have to carve out space that works for us, that is, you know, sort of a, a picture of 
where we can create the space for rest right. in the presence of God. So key. Yeah. But Paul just said, you know, it seems like any day will work. Mm -hmm. But the key really is, is to select and then protect that day. Good. That yeah. it's not something like, as opposed to legalism, it can't mm -hmm. just also be when I have time right. or when it fits in. Because you're never going to fit it in. Right. <laughs> and it's not going to be this natural leaning toward Oh, wow. It just seems like every Sunday I have all yeah, this free time. Right. It's just not how our culture no. works. And so you have to select it and protect it. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to evaporate like all of our time does. Right. But if you, like us, work on Sundays, which many people do, then that's fine. Pick a different day of the week. Right. But but protect it. And, yeah. and maybe you have a varying schedule, so it's going to have to shift a bit. And that's yeah. okay, right? right? So we're not going to be legalistic. So let's not get stuck in that mm -hmm. even before we start. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Great line from the book, we don't serve the Sabbath, the Sabbath serves us. Right. And so that's really important to remember. Yeah. So there's four principles of biblical Sabbath right. that we want to unpack mm -hmm. um, for everybody. And and let's start with the, the first one that is to stop. Yeah, <laughs> right. I guess that's where it really begins. Um, God called them to Sabbath, which means to cease. So there is mm -hmm. this sense of stopping. This is it. Right. No more, no further. Um and so many of us feel like we can't really stop until all the tasks are right. done. totally. <laughs> you know, and so, gosh, make your list and then triple it because that's what happens mm -hmm. as you're working through your list. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. I need to do this. Or, you know, uh, sometimes people look at it as stage of life. Well, I'm just so busy right now because right. I have little kids. When they're older, then I can rest. Or once the business is up and running right. or once the mortgage is paid down yeah. or once the checkbook is balanced or— In a different stage of life, yeah. it'll be easier for me to rest. I mean, we totally. all know that that's a trap. Yeah. And, Absolutely. And, you know, when the to-do list is done, that's a trap. It's all a yeah. trap. It's never going to happen. And so it's just a way of prolonging something that, that we're actually not valuing and yeah. making intentional. So right. the stopping is intentional. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's about embracing limits, yeah, right? that's right. And it's about trust. Right. So that's let's, right. let's unpack that a bit because okay. that's an important idea. Well, one of the concepts that I shared in the deep dive, I think it was after the first week, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure, um, was these 10 symptoms of emotionally unhealthy spirituality. Right. And those were from Peter's book. And one of them is to live a limitless life. Right. In other words, you don't see life as having any limits. And some of us might applaud that concept, mm. but that concept causes us to run ourselves ragged yeah. and to not respect the limits that God has placed on our right. lives yeah. and on the fact that we are humans, right? And so maybe I'll touch on on that idea of, of, you know, just really being human in a minute. But, mm. you know, the, the concept of working with the limits that God has given you in your yeah. life means that you're forced into trust. Right. You're forced into that place where you say, God is on the throne and I trust that he will keep working even when I'm not working. Like I trust so him good. enough to rest. I yeah. trust him enough. And I think there's like this big question inside of us, right? This wrestling, will God take care of me? Right. Like it's a trust issue. Will God yeah. take care of us if we stop working? World, all the things I'm responsible for, mm. right? Like I have a high responsibility co quotient in yeah. my life. And I feel I, I have been guilty of saying, you know, if you want it done right, you should do it yourself. Oh, no, I've never heard you say that. <laughs> That's sort of how I operate. But, uh, you know, so it's hard for people who are wired like that to yeah. feel like if I stop, things are going to fall apart. Right. Like there are mornings where, you know, I stay in bed and dad gets the kids ready for school and right. inevitably 
I love you, but I'm just saying something gets forgotten. And I'm, I'm thinking, okay, it's library day and they're not going to remember the library books. Or, you know, so you have this running commentary of the things that aren't going to get done if you don't do them. And so mm-hmm. this is about trust. It's about, it is. is the world going to continue to turn? Is God still in charge? Is yeah. everybody actually in the big scheme of eternity going to be okay right. without me working? <laughs> and even when you say that, it sounds absurd. Yeah. Of course, yeah. <laughs> of course. But yet we put that on ourselves, right? right. Of course the world is going to be okay. Of course it's God's world. It was here before we got here. It will be here after us. The truth is, is that it's absurd for us to think this way, but we do. do. And isn't it a lie from the enemy that Mm -hmm. says you can't trust God? You can't trust that he's working. And so sometimes our refusal to Sabbath is actually... It's lowering the capacity of our God to be who he really is. It's not putting him on the throne. It's literally removing him from the throne and saying he's not able to take care of me. Um, In the book, it shares this example of um, a group of settlers across Mm -hmm. the United States moving from St. Louis, Missouri over into Oregon. And they were, you know, crossing the mountains and coming across the the plains and so on. In their wagons. In their wagons, that's right. And they had started in summer or spring or whatever it was, but they were delayed just because it takes a long time. And they were worried about the snow coming. Mm-hmm. So there, there began to be this conversation in the camp because they were Christians. Yeah. And every Sunday they would stop and they would not move forward that day. They observed the Sabbath. They observed the Sabbath. That was their way of doing it. Mm -hmm. And so there began to be this discussion about, well, the snow's coming Mm -hmm. and we still have a ways to go. Why don't we just go ahead and go seven days a week until we get there? We need to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And we can relate to that. You're thinking of little ones. You're thinking of freezing cold and whatever. So, you know, this discussion became quite a debate and it actually split the group into two. Mm -hmm. And one Part of the group said, no, we're going to honor the Sabbath. Another part of the group said, we're just going to soldier on. We're going to go every day. And the end of the story is basically that those who Sabbath, those who stopped, were stronger on the six days. They worked harder. They went mm-hmm. further. And they actually arrived sooner wow. than those yeah. who kept going every single day. And so, so it cool. is a principle. And God yeah. can be trusted. And what yeah. you think you're losing today, you're not losing it. You're gaining it. But isn't your heart at peace? Isn't your body right. restored? Like. It's yeah. such a beautiful concept. Totally. You have more to give on those other six days. Right. You know, we ran the TC10K one time. Yeah, we did. Yeah, a long, a long time ago. <laughs> but uh, we, you know, you had run a marathon. And so you taught me, like, if you run for 10 minutes, then you should walk for one. And you yeah. do this 10 in one rhythm. Yeah. And even though it's just a 10K, we did that. And I was sort of like, oh, gosh, there's all this momentum. All these people are going. When yeah. you stop to walk, everyone's passing you. Right. And I had some friends who were very similar um, in fitness level to me, yeah. and had, we'd kind of trained together. And and they went off, and they ran the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It was the same idea. Mm-hmm. We did 10 and 1, and we finished ahead of them. We did. And so yeah. it was like your body had enough time to recover. It's the same principle, and mm-hmm. it's true in, in many areas of life, that you have enough time to recover, that you're stronger in the times that you do have to work, right. you do have to run. And right. so, and God's going to honor that principle. Yeah. So good. on the Sabbath, we stop yeah, we because stop. we trust God. Amen. Good. The second, second principle is rest. So we stopped. Sometimes we can, we know how to do that sometimes. Yeah. Now we have to rest. And right. so, so what does that look like? How do we actually hmm. rest? Well, I, yeah, right. Cause, cause to stop is the beginning to the the stopping is ceasing, but right. then what do you do with all this time? So now I'm sitting here. Do I twiddle my thumbs? Right. Do I stare at the wall? Yeah. Do I do nothing but sing 
hymns all day. <laughs> um, that sounds exciting, right? Like, so there's some people that feel like, well, even if I did, what would I do all day? Like, right. we're so accustomed to moving um, that the inactivity feels strange. So right. that's why Sabbath is not just stopping. Sabbath is not just the removal of work. Mm. It's the insertion mm. of rest Very good. as yeah. a concept, as, mm. as something that we actually do. And really, I think the best way to look at rest is not to be like, okay, so that means I just sleep, right? Or right. I, I stay yeah. in my PJs or what is it that I do? Yeah. The, the, I think the best way to look at it is to ask yourself, okay, in rest, what is it that I delight in? And what is it that replenishes me? Right. So right. what delights and what replenishes? That's mm. what rest is all about. Good. So it gives you this freedom to hike and to nap and mm. to um, and to go for long walks and yeah. to have really great conversation and to yeah. you know make amazing food and yeah. and to get together with friends mm -hmm. and it's it's those things that really are just respecting our humanity. Yeah. That we're more than just machines, right? right. We're more than just nonstop um, machines that just keep running and do the same thing all together all the time. Yeah. We need the pause. And yeah. in the pause, there's this whole other part of us that comes alive, the, the things yeah. that we delight in and the things that replenish us. So God calls us to stop, right. which means to, to end work, mm -hmm. but then also to rest, which means we add in what delights and replenishes. That's good. So on the Sabbath, we rest instead of work. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's the replacement. Yeah. yeah. And that re we replenish ourselves. Instead of just taking something out, we actually replenish with the things that are life-giving. So good. And so the work that we stop from, um, that we rest from, could be many different things. Yeah. And, you know, physical work, hopefully, yes. Right, right. You choose a day you're not working, but maybe yeah. it's it's um, ceasing to to hurry or hmm. or not decision making on that day or yeah. the things that would cause you stress and anxiety right. the things that would be like work to you yeah. for a lot of people is a great concept about um, resting from technology resting from screens really and so good. feel free to explore that right people mm -hmm. need the freedom to be able to try to identify the things that are work for them and rest from that hmm. Hmm. So we have stop, we have rest. And then you touched on this already. The third one, I really love this idea, is about delight. Yeah, yeah. This one has been the most fun for us to explore. Hmm. And 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 uh, we've really enjoyed that as a couple, like exploring the idea of Sabbath and delight. Right. Because it's such a concept. Like, I think it's beautiful when you think about the early creation story where God created the world and then he rested. We've already mentioned that. But when he was done creating, he said it, is very good. Yeah. And that that Hebrew phrase very good that it is very good is this phrase that encompasses so many things that mm -hmm. are about delight. It's joy, it's completion, yes. it's beauty, it's all of these things. Yeah, right. When he says this is very good, mm -hmm. think about the complexity of the world. He was delighting in what was made and yeah. watching it and experiencing it and in in looking back on it and then the maybe even the anticipation of being involved with it. Right. And so this idea yeah. of delight is so good. And I, I think Christians are delight deficient. Mm. <laughs> I think we kind of have felt like life is serious. Faith yeah. is serious. We take God serious. 
And we have forgotten that part of Sabbath is delight. Yeah, it's joy. <laughs> it's yeah, it's right. uh, I think it's very closely linked with creation. Mm. And we've also heard somebody explain the concept of Sabbath, and, and she said it always has to involve creation. So mm-hmm. you're either in creation, you're going outside, and you're enjoying God's creation. You're slowing down to actually enjoy creation when yeah. you're walking. You're not just trying to get to the destination. Totally. You're, you're experiencing, you know, the the sights and the smells yeah, and the, yeah, exactly. uh, the sounds. And so it's about senses yeah. um, and it's about being in creation, maybe also about creating. <laughs> so it's about, you know, being creative in some right. way. Yeah. And and you can use that in any number of ways, but it's, it's that idea that God created and then he rested and enjoyed the creation. And right. so we should do the same. Absolutely. I think it's such a great concept. That idea yeah. of slowing down and paying attention yeah. really, I think, is right. what begins to encompass delight. Like actually taking the time to look around and to mm-hmm. say, look at this beautiful place. It's like right. it's like what we do sometimes when we get to the ocean. We're like, oh my goodness, it's been too long since we've yeah. stood here Look where we, we get here. to live. Yeah. I know, yeah. It's just reminding yourself of there's so much to delight in. Yeah. And so, goodness, and we could... people too. Right, right, we could talk about so many things yeah. about creation, about people, about, mm-hmm. you know, like for me, one of the concepts of delight is I want to read for fun. Mm-hmm. I read a lot for work. Right. yeah. <laughs> But I also want to read for fun. And so that gives me the permission to read a novel instead of a book about church growth or, you know what I mean? Not that those those aren't good, but the little, the the sweet little concept that he gives in the book of uh, Peter Scazzaro of going into the McDonald's bathroom. He said, I was just learning about delight. And he said, and so I got the soap out and I wet my hands and I, I took time to lather my hands up. Does this fit with COVID or what? You know, to (laughs) really lather my hands up and to let the water get warm and then to to run my hands under mm. the warm water. I was like fully present in the McDonald's bathroom. Right. I wasn't like, get out of here as quick as I can or or, or whatever yeah. it was, right? It's being present in the moment. Yeah, yeah. right. And enjoying the senses. And so hmm. on the Sabbath, we're going to delight in what we've been given. So good. It's a gift. God's given us so many gifts and mm. we get to unwrap those and delight in them. So that's yeah. a really important part that we, we maybe have missed. Hmm. And then the last, the fourth concept is to contemplate. Hmm. And so I think that, you know, we could we could incorporate stop and rest probably on like a vacation. We, we yeah. probably know how to kind of do that. We can turn off our emails, we can rest, we can sit by the pool and, you know, yeah, right. try to turn our brain off. But but these ideas of delight and contemplation, those are, those are kind of another level. They and are. so what does that mean? Mm. Contemplate. Does that mean I have to sit around and, you know, with my eyes closed and and pray all day, you know, but, but it has to include a contemplation of God and Mm in bringing God into the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. It's not absent from him. No, it's not a rest from God. (laughs) So it's about relationship. It's about pondering the love of God and the, our relationship to God, because it all does revolve around him. Right. So it's centering. This is, this is where, you see that idea of the rope that that keeps us centered and leads mm. us back to God. Mm-hmm. This idea of Sabbath and rest and all the things we're doing here, it centers us back on God. Absolutely. It started with him, it right. ends with him, and this is just bringing us back into the awareness of that. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I see these last two as being the things that differentiate a holiday yes. from a Sabbath or a day yes. off right. from a Sabbath. And it's that idea that it's so regular— and it is so replenishing that we actually consider it an activity, not inactivity. 
Right. And so we get to that place where we're able to say, no, no, I am intentionally delighting in God. Mm-hmm. I am intentionally pondering. Mm-hmm. That's this contemplation idea is the pondering of the love of God, mm. the practicing of heaven. Yeah, and so, so for good. many that does work on a Sunday yes. because I think contemplation comes in worship. It comes yeah. in prayer. It comes in reading and studying God's word. It comes in silence yeah. and in reflection, right? And all of these pictures develop um, a sense of contemplation. But, mm. you know, delight and contemplation come when you feel rested enough mm-hmm to actually have activity versus inactivity. And so then you know you're really starting to Sabbath. And it's not the have to. Yeah, it's right. the want to. It's like, oh, I it's feel not another another thing on the schedule. We got to go to church now and tick that off the box, yeah, right. you know, the list. And so it's right. it's yeah that you are rested enough and replenished enough that you can actually contemplate with a a free heart and mm. mind and an mm-hmm. uncluttered soul, right? right. To really yeah. contemplate the love of God. Yeah. So in the Sabbath, we contemplate the love of God. We ponder the love of God. We practice mm-hmm. heaven. Yeah. And that's that sounds sort of funny for us, but it's worship. It's it's um, you know, having quiet time to think yeah. and and filling our minds with things that are true, reflecting on the truth of God. Right. So that can definitely happen in church. Mm-hmm. It can also happen hopefully in other arenas of right. life as well. Yeah. So good. So, you know, there's a lot here. There's a lot that we can say. And in this Sabbath idea is just one of the ways to really practice rest and to have, to build a new rhythm into your life. Um, There is also the idea of a daily rhythm and we don't have time to unpack all of that, but we have been talking about the other book, the day by day Mm -hmm. um, book. That's just a kind of a snapshot of a 40 day journey. And it's not that this is only a 40 day journey. This is a sampling for 40 days to get you on a journey of, of a regular rhythm each day of having time to stop and right. to contemplate the love of God in your life. So it's not mm-hmm. just once a week, because as we know, like an hour on Sunday is not going to last you all week long, right? right. So right. you need to have this regular kind of um, understanding of the presence of God. Yeah. How do we live in the presence of God? Right, right. And so if if you haven't already jumped in on this day-by-day journey with us, we really would encourage people yeah, to do that. Totally. Um, you can grab the book. You can, again, this is just a tool. There's lots of ways to, to do this in your life, but it's actually about pausing throughout the day. And the, there's four other concepts here that are similar, a little bit different, about stopping, centering, it's about silence specifically mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for a couple minutes and about mm-hmm. scripture. Yeah. So those are the four things you're inserting into your day numerous times throughout the day to continue to be aware right. of God's presence in your life. Yeah, it kind of gives you that sense that I'm not running away from God all week and then toward him on one day, right? right? <laughs> yeah. And that's the, the concept when we talked about the unhealthy uh, spirituality. Yeah. We're talking about the division between secular and yes. sacred. Yeah. And so what the day by day is attempting to do is to give you that those many Sabbaths throughout mm-hmm. the day where you reconnect and reflect again on the Lord and building in that as part of the rhythm that yeah. actually fuels you on your day when you are truly Sabbathing with the Lord. Right. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you start to be aware of the fact that all of life is sacred. It's, this isn't the secular time. Right. It's, right. 
God's always been there, but now we're acknowledging him and we're realizing it's all sacred. And mm-hmm. so if that's something that someone particularly is struggling with, which I think a lot of us do, is the separation of secular and sacred. Yeah. This is a really great journey for totally. you, the, the daily office, we call it. So, yeah. um, so that's another rhythm about practicing the presence of God. And then there's yearly rhythms. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can really expand on this idea, but this is the foundational concept. And so we need to wrap up our thoughts here, but as we would wrap up what what do we want to leave people with yeah yeah i think i think what we would really want to leave people with is the idea the main concept that when you practice the sabbath you're actually accepting something mm-hmm. you're accepting that there are limits yes on your humanity <laughs> there are limits to life and in yeah. and accepting those you actually move yourself into trust. And so that's the big question. Are you able to trust God that he's going to continue to work even when you can't? And and that is such a release once you get there, a release of stress and anxiety, a release of of trial and travail into Mm -hmm. a place of trust that fuels faith. And so that's the invitation is really God is Mm -hmm. on the throne. You can trust him, accept the limits of life. Yeah. And, and begin to practice a Sabbath. And yeah. I guess the key to that, Lisa, has been for us is just select and protect. I just wanted to go back to that for just a moment. Right. And, and maybe maybe I'll just look to the camera and I'll say, if there's one thing that you can do today to fuel this journey in your life is to select mm-hmm. a day and then choose to protect mm-hmm. that day, that time frame, and begin to work toward that time. And in the deep dive, we're going to give some practicals around that and talk about that. Okay. Yeah. It's good. I think, you know, just wrapping up the, he uses an idea of a snow day in the book where it's like all of a sudden a day it snows, you didn't plan for it. Everything shuts down. You know, you just, all the obligations are, are gone. You can just stop everything that you had to do. And and it's like, God is giving you a snow day every week. Yeah. God is actually giving you in a year, seven weeks worth of snow days and it's a gift. And so would you receive that? Mm. Not as a burden, not as something that's laborious yeah. or right. that is legalistic, but, but just to stop and to rest and delight and contemplate for a 24 hour period. And that's actually gonna change the other six days mm. and it's gonna change you. Awesome. And that's our heart. So good, so good. Well, we just need to wrap up our time now. We've, we've, had, we've had quite a bit of time together today and we know that God wants to speak to you about this. Um, but I just wanna pause for a moment and just say, you know, there might be someone who's watching and you're hearing us talk about rest. You're hearing us talk about stop, rest, delight, contemplate. And I want you to know that all that we're discussing, all that we're talking about is about fixing our attention on Jesus. And maybe for someone who's watching, you're saying like, gosh, what you're talking about sounds great. Can I just encourage you? It starts with knowing Christ. Mm-hmm. It starts with allowing God to transform your life through his son, Jesus Christ. And so I wanna invite you to consider accepting Jesus today and beginning this journey. God wants to lead you into rest. He wants to minister his blessing into your life. And it starts with the gift of Jesus. Receive Christ today. Mm-hmm. In fact, you might be watching on our church online platform and you're gonna see um, an opportunity right now to tick a box, to click on a hand that says, I wanna commit my life to Jesus. And I wanna encourage you to do that. I wanna encourage you to respond. Maybe you're watching on another platform. Maybe right now you're on YouTube or whatever. Um, would you... 
text LIFE to the number that's coming up on the screen right now. And we want to reach back to you. We want to support you and encourage you. We want to help you in your journey because we believe that God has such a great plan for your life. And what an incredible season this is to start that journey. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for the opportunity that we have to reflect on the rhythm of life and how you've made us Mm -hmm. and how you've put limits in our lives. And that's a good thing. So Lord, we just agree with you. We agree with your word. We agree with your principles that we are people who need rest. Show us how to walk into that rest, how to practice Sabbath, and how to allow that to bring us into an emotionally healthy spirituality. And we pray this together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.